This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, March 3rd, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. For those of you joining us on YouTube, Twitter, etc., live, you look at the beautiful face of Steve Wiltfong. Unfortunately, 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting is making his final appearance here on the show. and We will address that as we go, but first... We must delve hard into recruiting, Steve. You recently put out a great piece on blue chippers. Ohio State is going after. First of all, should we give a weather report now, actually, that I think about it for everybody? Yeah, 33 degrees right now. Uh, sending this uh, chilly weather down I-70 through Dayton all the way to Columbus. But I think this weekend is going to be in the 70s. So Who knows? get out there it's- before Mother Nature brings the rain. We'll be out there at the Will Fong House. We've entered the schizophrenic time of weather here in Ohio and Indiana for that matter. But the blue chip article you did was actually very and perfect for us as we say sayonara to you here as our regular Thursday guest. I'm just going to run down a list of names and then you can hook me up with the latest. Mark Porter just did a review of him. He looks a lot like the previous guys Ohio State has had. Wide receiver Brandon Ennis. Yeah, they're in the thick of that. If you read that article, Andrew Ivins provides the skinny there. But I've also talked to Brandon Ennis, and I know he has a great relationship with Brian Hartline. Who doesn't? When he locks in on a top receiver target, nobody uh, works harder to build a meaningful relationship with a a target than Brian Hartline and and the Ohio State staff. And obviously what Ohio State's done uh, with receivers uh, over the last several years, speaks to Brandon Ennis. You know, now it's going to be a competitive recruitment. USC's got a great report with Lincoln Riley. Obviously, was committed to him at Oklahoma, and and uh, you got Alabama in the middle of it. You got the in-state programs pushing, but Ohio State's a real contender for Brandon Ennis, and we'll see where the chips fall moving forward. Always optimistic. Always optimistic when it's a receiver, despite their ranking, given the way Brian Hartline is produced. Safety, Caleb Downs. Yeah, I know that's one that Perry Eliano got the job at Ohio State and was immediately on the phone with Caleb Downs working that. And and you guys are going to see that Coach Eliano is going to be a lights-out recruiter for Ohio State. Now, some of these young men, though, he's got to come in and and make up ground on some coaches that have had relationships for over a year. But I do think that Ohio State's near the top for Caleb Downs. I think it's a program – that not only uh, beyond what this school has been able to do on the football field, but I think it's a culture that he sees himself really fitting into and, and, and a place that he gets a good vibe from. And, and certainly he's clicked with Coach Eliano. 
and the staff. You know, Alabama is a school that's been consistently mentioned uh, as a front runner for, for Caleb, but I think Ohio State is one of the schools pushing the Crimson Tide. You have Georgia in there, you have North Carolina and all those family ties, Notre Dame's in, in the equation. Uh, but I think Ohio State's closer to the top of the list, and, and we'll see what happens after this next wave of visits. If you want to talk about strength in your peer group, most of these guys are also being heavily recruited by Alabama, which is always encouraging. Defensive lineman James Smith. So that one's probably a long shot, but every time I talk to him or his mom or, or his trainers over at Madhouse, they always mention Ohio State as a place he wants to visit. Spoke with James earlier this week, and, and he mentioned Ohio State as a program he wants to visit. So uh, I think he has genuine interest in learning more about the Buckeyes. Here's one that uh, I will be upset if they don't get, despite the fact that I would say crystal balls were more prevalent prior to this, and that is wide receiver Carnell Tate, another guy we've done a review of recently. Yeah, I, I think Ohio State's in a good position. You know, beyond Coach Hartline, you have Keenan Bailey, who's done an excellent job in a support role for Ohio State with Carnell Tate. He's been several times. He's expected back this spring. It's not going to be a layup. You know, Notre Dame's in there, Tennessee's in there, several other programs, but Ohio State's certainly a top contender. Here's one that's kind of surprising, and I'm not going to attempt to pronounce his last name. He is the younger brother of the quarterback at Clemson, for those of you who want a head start. First name, <laughs> Mateo. Excuse me, y'all. And a defensive end. I know he was originally listed as an athlete, but I know Larry Johnson's also made an impact. Do you think that's a possible pull? I think that Ohio State really impressed young concrete Mateo Agalele, um, certainly one of his favorite schools. But, you know, I would put Ohio State behind a couple. You know, I think USC is real interesting for him. You know, he's also big into music and what USC offers in that regard uh, and being in Southern California. And, and there's just a buzz around the USC program. Took a visit there in January. Also had a good visit to Oregon. Alabama, Clemson, a couple others in the mix. This is another one I'm going to struggle with. Javier Toviano. Yeah, uh, um, five-star corner from Texas. Um, JV and Toviano. Ohio State's in the top two or three, in my opinion, for him. You know, we'll see what the spring brings in, in, in this next round of visits. He's going to be at LSU this weekend, and LSU's doing a good job. Texas is certainly doing a good job. I think he's very intrigued by Ohio State, and uh, um, the Buckeyes are, are one of his favorites, in my opinion. All right, here's a name we've heard, Adnaz, and I have no real vibe on him. I've always kind of felt he was a long shot because of his state of residence, but that is defensive back A.J. Harris. So this is one where Ohio State's always been one of his top schools. He's been a few times. You know, I think that there's been some change at the top. You know, at one point I thought Alabama led. You know, I've, I've always felt good about where Clemson is positioned. And Ohio State is a school that is rising again, in my opinion. And they're going to get an official in April. Uh, they're trying to, you know, AJ's try, been trying to make a decision for a while. And, and so he just hasn't been – truly convicted on what he wants to do. So he's going to go out and see these programs again. Clemson this weekend, he's going to go to Florida and, and catch a spring practice after a great visit to Gainesville and hanging out with the new staff. And then, then Ohio State, he's really clicked with these new DB coaches. And um, 
wants to get up for an official visit and, and wants to do it in, in early April. And, and so talking to his dad and talking to them uh, recently, that's kind of the plan right now. Clemson, Florida, Ohio State, and then see where things go from there. An interesting one because we know Kerry Combs was all over A.J. Harris and he is Absolutely. now at UC. For those of you on the apps, we're going to take a quick break and come back. For those of you catching this live, you get the benefit of not having to take a break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we are back. One name that has been prevalent, and I kind of have a good feeling and always have, and that is running back Richard Young. I think Ohio State's in the top two there with Alabama. You know, there's other schools that he's considering and going to visit. He's at Oklahoma this weekend. You know, obviously the in-state schools, Miami's coming hard. Uh, but I think Alabama and Ohio State have really positioned themselves well at this point in Richard's process. So compare Richard Young to this guy, Cedric Baxter Jr. By the way, we have a report coming on him as well from Mark Porter, but another fantastic running back. And I know Tony Alford. That's not Steve giving me the silent treatment. Go ahead. Well, I, I think you asked me about comparing Richard Young to Cedric Baxter. I just know that I Ohio did. State, I think Ohio State's locked in on three backs. We love Richard Young. <clears throat> excuse me y'all the allergies are wild here they're locked in on Richard Young they love Cedric Baxter and they they love Justice Haynes and uh Cedric Baxter is expected on campus in early April and uh they're they're in the middle of that one and I think that um you know with NIL being so relevant and the potential that Travion Henderson's going to have this season in that regard I think that these running backs are going to see uh, what that kind of potential they have if they're RB1 at a place like Ohio State. And, and, and uh, you know, those are guys that see themselves as that kind of caliber player. So I don't know which back Ohio State's going to land, but Coach Alford and, and company are in good position for all three of those young men. For what it's worth, I think I saw a crystal ball for Georgia for Justice Haynes recently, but so be it. Yeah, and I, I would probably agree with that. He's a Georgia legacy. We've talked about that before. Right. He, he's been there numerous times. Um, but he is he does have genuine interest in Ohio State as well and has been up to Columbus. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah, for those of you who are Steelers fans, his dad is Veron Haynes, who was kind of a spot back back in the day. Offensive lineman, and this is a huge human being with a great name, Samson Okunloa. You know that recruitment's going to be a marathon. Ohio State's one of the one of the contenders, and uh, you now there's there's quite a few programs that have done a good job early on. You know, Penn State uh, being another. You know, his brother signed with Pitt last cycle. Um, you know, he's looking at SEC programs, but you know, Ohio State's certainly one that he's got a keen eye on, and, and we'll see how that process continues to develop. All right, I saved this name for last because he's become somewhat of a cult figure here on the site, and that is. Louisiana linebacker Tackett Curtis. Man, I, I swear I get a, a message each week from his coach and his uncle talking about how hard Ohio State's coming for him. 
I think three teams are in the best position, Ohio State, Wisconsin, and USC. And I just like the way it's trending for the Buckeyes. He's been to USC. He's been to Wisconsin. This relationship with Ohio State's pretty fresh with Coach Knowles really hitting the ground running there. But Ohio State's made up a lot of ground fast, and, and I think with a visit and getting around the players on the team, getting around this staff in, per, uh, in person, you know, the trajectory of Ohio State's position with Tackett Curtis, uh, I think can really, really shoot up. Best part of what Steve said there is he did not mention LSU. And when you're going after Louisiana, and if they're out <coughs> of the mix, I would think our chances improve dramatically. All right, here's a question I have for you that was left over from last week. Sammy Brown, linebacker who has an athletic profile like almost no other. I'm not sure I've ever seen someone win the 400 in track and be a state champion wrestler and be a middle linebacker all at one time and have a mullet of such epic proportions. But our Mark Porter did a review and said the best case scenario for Sammy Brown would be Pete Werner. And I thought to myself, who better to comment on Pete Warner than the man who shepherded him from middle school up through the New Orleans State, Steve Wiltfong, your fellow Indiana native. You will obviously be biased towards Pete here, but can you compare the two? And is that a realistic expectation for Mr. Brown? Well, I'm obviously I'm familiar with Sammy Brown, having followed him as, as a sophomore and a freshman for Jefferson, which they had a lot of success. And he was a big part of that. And he's also an explosive power lifter. Uh, he's a mustache away from looking like he's out of 1984. <laughs> he looks great, by the way. We love it here. We, we support mullets. I went to high school in New Jersey, so I'm technically you know, obligated to do so. But his, carry his, on. his haircut really blows away everybody else's. And I'm sorry I'm struggling. I'm coughing here. Right. Um, but uh, – you know, Sammy, Sammy's uh, been a big time player on both sides of the ball for Jefferson. But, Pete, you know, I don't know how close their games are. You know, Pete Werner, when he was in high school, he played corner. I saw him play corner, nickel, safety, and sometimes check the other team's best receiver and erase them. And Pete was also more of a – he kind of developed physically each year where Sammy Brown looks like he could play for the Buckeyes right now, you know? And uh, so uh, Sammy, Sammy, uh, um, incredible athlete, incredible competitor, uh, has the right makeup. His dad's a coach. Um, you know, he had a great visit to Ohio State in the fall. You know, Clemson, Georgia, Tennessee, off the top of my head, some of the other places he's been to and had a good time, Auburn. Um, but Ohio State made an impression, and we'll see where it goes moving forward, but Sammy Brown is one of the best high school football players in the country, regardless of class. And uh, uh, not only because of his talent on the field, but just the intangibles he brings. Seriously, because like I said before about being a wrestling champ, everybody knows it's tough to be a wrestler, but the 400 is death for anybody knows anything about track. It is the hardest event. Some people will say the 800, the 400 is death. The idea that he can do that is at that level is staggering. All right, we're have approached the emotional part of the show. Like we said, this is Steve's final usual appearance on the show. Maybe we'll have him in as a guest every now and then, but Steve has been a linchpin of us building this network from the time I begged him to come over from a Notre Dame site, good Lord, more than a decade ago to now. 
He has built his way up and he is the best in the business. But they're going to try and get him to spread some wisdom to others. Please let everybody know the future for Steve Wiltfong. Well, I appreciate the kind words. I work with a lot of great people. The dean included, Bill Kierlich, whose motor is always running. A man is celebrating his 65th birthday in the Sunshine State with his wife. And how many articles has he written this week? More than most people who aren't on vacation. I know. And no one's even expecting him. And he feels bad about it. No one's even expecting him to do it. He could be eating those cheeseburgers with ketchup only and uh, drinking his pina coladas unbothered. But that's not how he's wired. Uh, He's working. And I'm excited to, you know, um, do some more managerial things. That's a long story of how I got to this point. But, you know, I'm excited to about that, that, that uh, opportunity as I've basically done the same job for 12 years leading up to this, you know, I'm excited for a little, a little different day to day, but I'll still be around. I'll still be writing articles and reporting on news. And uh, uh, it just might not be at the same volume as we're used to because I'll be doing some bureaucratic things. He's a suit people. He is now a suit and we could not appreciate what Steve has given to this show more. Um, For those of you who know, this is the most popular podcast that 24 seven has from a local perspective. And Steve has been a major part of us building it to that point. So we couldn't be happier for him and, It's going to be tough to replace him, but we will do our best. And uh, we appreciate Steve stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Take care, y'all, and I'll still see you on the front row.